This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Babes Listen. You're joined by your hosts, Nat and Jess. Two fitness professionals from New Zealand authentically talking everything health and wellness. You're welcome. my god Jess is back thank Yay! you yes I have I have returned to Christchurch New Zealand as of yesterday flew in yesterday how do you feel well so I've already said this to Nat but um I've actually got a head cold and um I've still got a funky eye and I feel like that's been going on for way too long you've had it rough eh with your health I reckon I don't know what's going on it's honestly about a month of being sort of um run down and uh having some stuff happening um but it's not that serious I'm just kind of I like the head cold is I'm a little bit over it and uh when we were in Paris you know like thankfully it wasn't too extreme so I was I managed to kind of just push through it but it's just been just been kind of lingering yeah just why just one of those but uh but happy to be back am I happy to I'm happy to see you (laughs) you're like am I happy to I'm happy to see you well you know because for some people coming back uh, so I went over for the the Rugby World Cup for the semi and the final. For some of the um, wives and partners, they'd been there, you know, some of them since the start. Since the beginning. Oh, wow. So that's, a, that's a couple of months now and others, you know, kind of coming, coming in as the weeks went past. And so, you know, there were a few people who were kind of like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. Mm. Uh, you know, for me, I... Um, it was two weeks, was enough? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just sort of just under really, about a week and a half, I guess. But um, I didn't want to come back because I would like to move to Paris. <laughs> and I would like to be French. <laughs> you heard it here first. Just throughout the trip, I'd be like, how, you know, how are you enjoying France? And every time you'd be like, I love Paris. I love Paris so much. I want to move here. Yes. I never want to come back. I'm moving mm. here. Which makes me so happy. Honestly, oh, it does. I just... Because, like, it's quite controversial because a lot of people don't like Paris mm. because they say um, the French are rude and it's dirty and it's just a big city. But I love it. And oh. I'm French, but I love it. I just I just think everything about it is so beautiful. What do you love about it? I love the, the vibe, the buildings, the architecture the there's always something on the fashion but the fashion just overall in France is just like you know like people just dress well and they don't it's not like they're all like with Gucci bags or whatever Mm. it's not even that it's just the fact that it's just kind of like I don't know there's just I mean last time when Essie and I were there we talked about it he was like see like how does this how does this person just look so elegant and she's just like having a smoke, <laughs> like, you know, like, and it, it doesn't even look grungy. Like, she just looks so elegant. Yeah, you know how, I mean? how do they all look so chic? And it's the men too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, kind yeah. of just, just your normal average Joe walking <laughs> down the street, and I'm like, that is a cool Sometimes um, Essie even, like, he'd be like, even the homeless guy looks hot there. <laughs> like, look at him, he's so good looking. What are you doing? Oh, listen. He, he looks cleaner than me. <laughs> this is not my first time to Paris, so it was... So, so how, did, how did you, did you find it 
differently. What? What's my word story? It was a different, <laughs> it was definitely a different experience of Paris. The last time I was there was maybe six years ago, and I met uh, Becky, one of my really good friends, and a friend of hers. So yeah. the three of us were in Paris, but I think I was only there maybe a couple of nights. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we went to, say, the Louvre, but... Uh, you know, kind of went to the outside of it. Whereas this time, the oh. experience was quite different because we were very fortunate that in the time that I was there, um, the All Blacks organised sort of like a VIP tour of, so of cool. the Louvre. And I mean, that is the way to see it. It was absolutely incredible. So, you know, kind of um, last time I was in Paris, great, it kind of but sort of styled up a rushed, bit. you know, like two yeah. nights... There's not a lot you can see in two nights, you know. No, and, you know, I guess we were sort of um, also on foot, so it's dependent mm. upon, we didn't take public transport, so it's dependent very much on kind of like where you can get to on foot. So you're seeing really just mm. the area where you're staying. And it was it was great, but this this experience of um, Paris was... You wouldn't have taken public transport with all bags? Uh, yeah, I did. Not oh. not with not where the um, uh, the needing to go somewhere oh, with the right. All Blacks was that like happened. a bus? That was we're getting insider info, everybody. <laughs> well, the really the really cool experience actually, and I've I've never experienced this before, and I will never experience it again. Hey, you don't know this? Okay, touch you wood. might you might be a um, black fern one day. <laughs> um, isn't that the female rugby team? Yeah. No, that's never going to happen. I'm just saying, let's not rely on your husband here. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Yes, I can, I can become very successful on my own. Absolutely, absolutely, it's just not going to be in rugby. Heads up. Uh, so there was a police escort, for example, to yeah. get to the Louvre. So um, <laughs> that that was. I mean, well, you're like, I am important. Look at me. <laughs> uh, I think I was just kind of like, this is so surreal. This is, you know. So, so describe what is, how does ex- escort go? So, is it just kind of like? So there were like know. two two policemen on motorbikes in front of the bus, and they were basically like directing traffic to stop and give way, and it was oh, like yes, awesome. it was it was next level kind of like wow. Um, That's and, so cool. Yeah, and then managed to <laughs> the Louvre kind of experience um, was. Uh, getting a little bit closer to the Mona Lisa than you could if you weren't a part of that. So it was, I mean, I just couldn't be more grateful for that experience. It was incredible. Um, So, yeah, quite a different experience. So did you, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So, okay, so when you were with them, you would have been on the bus. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me know if there's anything you don't want to say about the way you just want to say, or we can restart. That's cool. Um, But what public transport did you take when you were? Oh, so what was really cool about uh, being there for a couple of weeks and Outside of sort of the the game time, yeah, uh, you know you've got you've got downtime where your husbands are working. So, yeah. what was really cool is that uh, a friend of mine, Kelly, her husband coached the Irish rugby team, yeah, while Greg was also coaching. So I hadn't really spent. Um, a huge amount of time with I caught up with her in Dunedin at one of the games, but I hadn't spent a huge amount of quality time with her. And like her kids babysat my kids and, you know, all of that. And um, so we got to hang out quite a bit. And that was so incredible actually getting to hang out with her and her youngest son. Um, And so it was my two, her son and the two of us. He is 20, pretty sure he's 20. Yes, 20. And Mm -hmm. um, so on one of the days we went to Disneyland 
train, so we took a bus to get to oh the train God, to go to. Yeah, you love it. Did love you love it? it? Did yeah. you like it? Did you do the rides? Well, I think I've said this on the podcast before, possibly that you are not into them. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I don't know if I've said it or not. But when the kids were growing up. I really, I'm not naturally kind of like a. Oh, but you gave it a go. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. Yes, but when the kids, when the kids were growing up, it was really important for me um, to to kind of be brave and to lead in that way. So my kids weren't scared to kind of like go on a ride or whatever. Yeah. So as they got older, the rides obviously got a bit scarier. And we were at Universal Studios in Osaka last World Cup, and went on this. Um, uh, I forget the name of it, but basically it's like this kind of haunted house and it has this massive, massive, massive fast drop. Yes, I remember you saying this. I yeah. can't remember the name of this, but honestly, it's the most traumatic thing I've ever been through in my life. And I got <laughs> off that ride. You're and you know, again. Yeah, and I, you know, like when you do something scary and you get through it and you're like, that was so intense, but oh man, I feel so good. I feel, wow. Yeah. I got off that and I was like, if I could take anything back in my life, if I could erase that from my life, one thing, if I had to choose it, <laughs> it, it would be, be that. that. Like, I was so traumatised from it. And then... I feel like there's a lot of things I would, I would choose over. That would, be, that would be the thing. So then, you know, and I'm kind of... And I can't even really walk properly when I get, you know, out. Cause, and maybe this is the vertigo thing that I have. But um, And the kids thought it was hilarious. And I thought, <laughs> do you know what? I'm done. You are old enough to go on scary stuff all on your and own. Is it because they were laughing at you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so you went to Disneyland this went time around. Did you go on any rides? Yes, went on uh, Space Mountain, but it was like Space Mountain, like next level. Did you go to Disneyland yes. while you were there? Yeah. Okay, so what did you do? Not oh my this goodness. year, before years ago. Okay, did you COVID. go on the Space Mountain one? Yes. And how I did you find Honestly, went that? on all of them. So the way, the way, yeah, so went on like all of the, what's the, what's the, um, levels or something like. I don't know. Well, we yeah, there's an app. Okay. Obviously, you didn't get <laughs> no, so that you can see like what's the scariest. And we went to all the top scariest ones, and yeah. But do you know what? I walked in with Shani and Sean and Essie because we went. That's when we went that's with them. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh, like I, I get scared really easily. Like I don't really enjoy them. Like I didn't. Like I really wasn't keen. I was like, I'll probably mm. just do a couple and then just wait around. And you like, I'll do the teacups. And we, yeah, we did the teacups. Okay. <laughs> we did just and for like, like old time's sake, just for like I want to be a kid. Yeah. Um, I think that was just Shani and I, because <laughs> the boys are like, we're not doing that. <laughs> Um, but we like a, I I did one and I was like oh god that like that that's, that was quite scary because the boys just only wanted to do the scary ones they didn't want to do the other ones mm. and then I just got hooked like I just loved it we were there for honestly like twelve hours straight yeah. You can spend a lot of it's time. It's like a casino. <laughs> How busy was it when you were there? Well, because of the app, I think it was busy, but because of the app, you can see the waiting time and it's live. It's Amazing. so good. Yeah, it's so good. So we would just go like, oh, there's a 10-minute waiting, because Essie, like, hates lines. Mm. Hates, hates, hates lines. We did a couple, but we would just go to, like, oh, all the kids are at lunch. Let's go to, let's yeah. go to that one. You know what I mean? What's the, do you remember the longest wait time you had? That's the only thing with Disney, remember. right? I can't remember, but be, we we worked the app quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. But what did you do? So you did Space Mountain. Space, so the two scary ones that I did, um, Space Mountain. I've done Space Mountain. So we've been to Disneyland in LA and yeah. um, uh, Osaka. 
Japan, Tokyo. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universal Studios is like Osaka, but yeah, details. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, but I've and I've done Space Mountain in in each of those, and uh, it didn't really it didn't really scare me. So I was quite confident going on this one, and I and it took off, and it was so fast, and I closed my eyes. And made that rookie error of keeping my eyes closed the whole time. So I couldn't see what was going on. And I didn't have my head back. Oh, no. So, you know, like, so I'm leaning forward oh, no. and, like, oh, no. it's, like, throwing you around. And honestly, it was, that was... Did you get a sore neck? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good experience. But then everyone wanted to do it again. And um, Callie, the, the friend that I was with, who's older than me you know, and she, she was like not scared at all. And I was like, I just need to step up and do it again. Kept my eyes open, kept my head back. Yeah. Had a great time. It's a whole different experience. Eh? Do you know what's Don't funny though? Like sometimes, yeah, no, you know how sometimes it will like come up with like, if, like the photos of when you're up there. Oh my God. Like, they couldn't be more horrific. Yeah. <laughs> like you, it's just so funny, but most of the time I look like I'm going to be sick. <laughs> like I'm just like, <laughs> just like everyone's like loving it and I never look like I'm having a good time. <laughs> um, Indiana Jones was the other one. That's oh, yeah. the one that goes around like full. Yeah. I did yeah. Close, my, close my eyes as we went It's up hard not to though, eh? Like, hard not to. Really what do you reckon was to. the scariest one for you? Ah. <sighs> I can't. I don't remember the names. Yeah. Um, what Space Mountain is that? Is it's it like in the dark and it's ultra fast? Yeah. Yeah. That might be. That might be maybe the one from memory. Yeah. There was one like a, it was like a hotel one that dropped really fast. Ah, uh, that's might be the one that you had bad experience on. <sighs> that one I really liked. Yeah. I remember you said that last time on the podcast, and I was yeah. like, I actually really enjoyed that one. I think I did it a couple of times, but it's like, I think it's it's different when you don't know what's about to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you don't know which way it's going to go and stuff. But yeah, anyway. I think the fast drop for me is the worst. Yeah. Like I, I think I liked the fact that you weren't upside down or anything. You were just seated. Right. You know, like I think I, I liked that because yeah. the ones where you're upside down, it's like gravity is, is not here to help you out here. Like yeah. if you fall, you're dead. You know what right, I mean? you've thought, thought it through. <laughs> 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 Do you go on thinking I could die? No. This could be it. Okay, I do. No, no, I'm no. Like, no. Alright, let's plan the funeral real quick. Yeah, cool. No, I don't I don't think about it before. I think my body when I'm on the ride is like death is <laughs> coming for you right now. That's what they want. Yeah. Anyway, what else did you do other than Disney um, and the Louvre? So Early on, I would say the the coolest thing that uh, I did, it's up there, it's up there, um, was that, uh, so Oscar, our eldest, oh, yes. is um, from the age of eight has been a massive Chelsea fan, Chelsea football, so they play in the Premier League, and um, uh, he had kind of dropped this hint, you know, like, oh, mum, you know, if we're over for the semi-final, um, you know, Chelsea's playing, you know, that weekend. And I was like, why are you telling me this, you know? And then I, and then I kind of thought when when the um, All Blacks won against the Irish team, I was kind of like, maybe we could make that happen. Like, how incredible would it be, you know, if I took him to London to go to a Chelsea game? Because that, you know, that would be his life made. He's so passionate about this team. He sets his alarm for the middle of the night, watches mm. watches them play, 
even on a school night, drives me crazy. Um, but he's, you know, he's really passionate about this team. And I was like, I actually think that would be like a dream come true for him. Uh, so um, what was very cool, though, was that the um, the person who works sort of in the um, mental skills part of the All Blacks is actually uh, going to be doing some work with Chelsea. So Greg kind of mentioned it to him, you know, um, Jess is maybe thinking about taking Oscar to the Chelsea game, and he was like, let me sort this out. So um, we flew over um, to London and... Um, uh, you know, sort of got to the hotel and all that stuff and stayed sort of right beside the stadium, which was actually quite cool as well. And then went to kind of um, pick up the tickets and uh, then go to the game. So we pick up the tickets and then I'm asking, you know, sort of like, where's the entrance for this? And the person who was helping us was like, oh, wow. Um, (laughs) uh, Which player are you with? And we're like... (laughs) Oscar, what? my son's <laughs> yeah, the player. Yeah. And we're like, Injured at the time. <laughs> yeah. We're like, um, uh, and then I tried, you know, to kind of explain, you know, actually we're sort of, this has sort of come through the All Blacks and got <laughs> and some like, really... Wrong sport. Yeah, honey. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are the All Blacks? Um, anyway, so then I just kind of gave up and I was, you know, changed the subject, whatever. <laughs> and then so we got led into um, the stadium and kind of through, you know, this area and we, and we arrive, you know, and again... Um, oh, you know, which which player are you with? And I was like, you're trying to explain it. And this lady was kind of like, well, you know, each player only gets two tickets, so <laughs> this is this is a big deal. And and we were kind of like, um, yeah, okay. So am yeah, I with cool, the, cool. the family of the players? Cool. Um, so we so we go into this kind of um this box basically, and it's the players' families and <laughs> wives and children and um the and two they put out their two each. <laughs> Two each. They get two tickets each. And Oscar... And you're like, I'm not with anybody at all. I don't remember the last time I had to act cool. I don't... Because you're genuinely quite cool. Is that what you mean? No, 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 no. Generally, I embrace my awkwardness and I kind of, you know... Use it as a superpower, but um, I honestly, it was it was such a kind of like funny, cool, interesting. So when experience. did you and Oscar click where that like where you were going? You're like, oh, okay, we're actually going into the. Oh box. well, it all happened quite quickly, and we were led up, and then it was sort of like you know dinner was dinner was on. And it was, <laughs> I was sort of like, oh my god, I think we're. In it's the- not a sitting down dinner, right? It's just like grab and you watch. just you just grab yeah, and yeah. yeah. So then, when did you like? Did you did you two go? Oh. This is, um, so, was there a moment? Yeah, there was. So, um, well, I didn't know this was kind of what Oscar was processing at the time, but his oh. favourite player is a guy called Reese James. Yeah. And so before the game, we had gone to the Chelsea shop and he really wanted, you know, one of the tops with his favourite oh. player on. So it had James across the back and his number 24, right? <laughs> and James was in the box, was he? <laughs> no, it's was dead. It? Oh. <laughs> no, he was warming up, Nash. Come on. Um, Sorry if he was injured. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you got my name on your back, bro? Well, that, that, that was the real. 
really funny part, right? So, um, so Oscar's kind of you know seen because uh, Oscar. Oscar is such a big fan of this player. He knows, and he knows all the dads. He knows the auntie, he, the uncle, the sister. The yeah, he knows. He knows who they are. So anyway, so I'm. I kind of go in and I'm sort of like, this is. This feels a little bit awkward, but that's cool. You know, like I'll just act natural and look. You know, we'll grab some food. And what was really interesting is when we walked in, the lady said, "You know, can I get you a drink?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll have a wine." She's like, "Oh no, we don't serve wine in here." And you're like, "What kind of box is this?" Yeah, I was like, "Where am I?" Anyway, so um, wait, why? Why though? Why? I don't know, but like no one. Dry game? I know. If you wanted to get one, you had to go through to a different part and then come back. But then, then I was kind of like, well, I'll do that, but let me just see what everyone else does first. Yeah, you know, I want to be cool. Yeah, yeah, because I want to, I want to kind of fit in. I feel really awkward here, and uh, no one drank, and I found that very strange. Are they religious? Maybe. No, I don't. It's a different. It's a different vibe. Having been around professional rugby. It is quite different than what I experienced. Okay, we can go in into that soon, but finish the yeah. story about James. Yeah, so um, anyway, so I'm kind of like, Oscar, you know, do you want something to eat? And we get some food and sit down, and he's like, um, uh, Mum, um, that guy over there is um, Reese James's dad, and um, <laughs> I've got a top on with his child's last name on it. Um, Which is his is last name? Really too. awkward. And it was so funny. Oscar was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I love that he knew his dad. I know. I know, but it was so funny. And you, I could kind of see Oscar just kind of slipping down in his chair. So, you know, because you've got... Uh, Mum, did you bring my, my jumper? <laughs> I need to put my jumper. Oh, and I'd bought a Chelsea scarf as well. And I don't even wear, like... You don't even wear all blacks I don't merch. wear all blacks anything. Even to the final, I didn't wear an all blacks top. And I've got, like, a Chelsea scarf on, you know, because I want to get in the spirit of things and support Oscar. And all of a sudden, I just feel like the biggest tool. And so we're sitting there like super vans, just, you know, not belonging at all. It was so funny. So, um, yeah, so that's when you realised that so, actually. a couple of things. Yeah. If, if, the, if the roles were reversed, yeah. and you're in a All Blacks box, and yeah. there's these two... They have come from, like, you know, say it's all reverse, yeah. and they're wearing all black smirch. <laughs> what is your first thought? Well, lots of partners oh, they do. and wives okay, wear all black tops. It's just so, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah, I um, maybe it is. No, but lots of lots of them do. They're really supportive of the team and um, all of that. Um, if, if I was in a box and there were a couple of randoms in there. I feel like you'd become friends with them. I would. I'd probably, so nice. I'd probably spot that they felt awkward and yeah. want to feel like I made a difference, maybe. But yeah. um, um, now, other thing is, yes. so what's what's different about professional? I mean, obviously, a lot is different about professional rugby and professional football. But what was the different vibe that you mentioned? So the vibe in the box um, was that you would. There were a lot of. Um, non-English speaking oh. groups, which I think you would find, like, actually, if I think about it, you know, let's say if Sorry. you were going to a rugby... <laughs> 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 I hope you haven't caught my head cold already. Oh, Cheers. Uh, my COVID? You always give me your stuff. I got COVID from you. It's because I've got kids that are <laughs> filled with germs. Um, no, they're not like babies. <laughs> I think they still have gyms, though. Um, carry on. Uh, so, 
there wasn't like with um, if you go to rugby in a box, there would be a lot of interaction between. Um, the partners and yeah, families, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, I guess uh, sort of Kiwis and Irish were, were quite friendly. I guess if maybe if it was like a, uh, if you were in um, a French team, professional rugby, maybe it would be the situation you'd have a few different languages yeah, and not, yeah. not a huge amount of interaction. But I was surprised that there didn't seem to be a lot of, um, you know, there were kind of groups speaking different right. um, languages. And I guess the lack of alcohol made it feel all very serious. <laughs> and um, the box also was behind glass, so you couldn't, there was no way to um, kind of, like it was divided, it was separated from uh, the crowd, mm. you know, and yeah. I think that's kind of a safety issue maybe. <laughs> um, so that's kind of interesting. Um Side note, though, do you think the, the fact that they've got so many different speaking players and families, because, you know, that's like Europe, right? So there's, I feel like they've got way more opportunities to, I guess, quite might buy players mm. from different countries. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas mm. I guess in New Zealand, we would have Kiwis, but then we'd have like Pacific Islands, mm. but we wouldn't have like English Mm. and French mm. people on the team, would we? No, but like in in, in the UK or France or Ireland, you it's would have Kiwi around. players. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but carry on. Well, and it, it was, yeah, it was kind of interesting because it sort of, I said to Oscar afterwards, um, you know, we were kind of talking about that and I said, it's funny, I actually felt like I was back, um, you know, sort of in the... Um, you know, around like the modelling thing where oh. you've kind of got groups, you know, the um, Brazilians are speaking Portuguese and the yeah, Russians speaking yeah. Russians to each other. And, you know, I was kind of like, this is a bit of a blast from the past. But, um, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was incredible. And the crowd, you know, the fans of, of football, like the away team, you know, the the fans for the team that's visiting yeah. has a whole different entrance and section no you know, way. like it's it's what? pretty what? extreme. So that was kind of you know, at a rugby game you'd all all be sort of yeah. intermingled and you know all of that. Whereas this is like a so wait, so do because football would you say is the biggest um, sport in? I the, believe it is, isn't it? Is isn't it, it? like the number one sport? <laughs> Nodding. Yeah. So do you think there's just like like the levels, the fan? Well, I don't know how to word this. The the fan. Passion, the mm. levels of the fans is like a whole other level. I don't know. I don't but I would know. Say rugby people are very passionate too. Well, I don't know if it's just English football either. Maybe I it is just English. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, actually. Yeah, I didn't yeah. didn't do enough kind of research on <clears throat> that, but um, yeah. Our producer just said um, English fans are quite crazy. So I think they have a reputation for that. Yeah, yeah, so that's probably why you've got, you know, you're separated from the public. Yeah. Because they probably want to steal like your hair or something because you're a player's mum and then do some voodoo. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that is the risk, is voodoo. <laughs> I think the risk at professional football games, Premier League football, <laughs> voodoo. <laughs> voodoo on the mums of super fans <laughs> who not, accidentally wear a it's scarf. It's not like physical harm, it's just... <laughs> just voodoo. That's your biggest concern. Um, but yeah, it was incredible um, and had a great time with Oscar in London. Oh, Flew that's back. So cool. and, was uh, Quinn jealous? I didn't say he was. Well, I guess he's got. 
he's more into rugby, so he's, I mean, he's at the World Cup, so can't give well, him Well, yeah, and that's it. And he, he got some really cool experiences, cool. Um, you know, um, sort of at one of the captain's runs. So uh, captain's run is where they do a training, but it's not run by the coaches, it's run by the captain. So, cool. yep. Uh, anything you want to know about rugby, just <laughs> send in your questions. <laughs> Oh my God, we should. Um, <clears throat> although you'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can keep answering like that either. Um, what other questions have I got? Any other differences between um, football and rugby? I just think that's so interesting. Like the, you know, like the whole difference. So wait, so you you spoke to some of the, or did you just keep to yourself? No, I kept to myself. Did I don't you want to be outed. To <laughs> no, no. And I ended up, there was um, uh, this really lovely girl that came and sat beside me and I was like, wow, she's pretty. And is that a Louis Vuitton leather jacket? Jeez. Ooh, nice. And then Oscar said afterwards, he's like, do you know who you were sitting beside? And I was like, no. And then, of course then he, he, knows. Sh- he showed me. James's that- wife. Yeah. Was that- no, 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 it wasn't. No, 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 it wasn't. But um, I don't know. She he, she, she has like, her Instagram. I don't know, 400,000 followers or million followers or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, so bit of a cool. celeb. Yeah, bit of a bit was of a nice? minor celeb. Well, I didn't really talk to her because I <laughs> honestly was terrified. <laughs> Mostly, you? I was terrified of embarrassing my kids. So she, oh, yeah. So she came over. Yeah. And, so there was, and you're like, turn away. <laughs> well, no, I was just. Let's check it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I was just so like the response of kind of when I explained, you know, so where the tickets had come from, and got this kind of you know look of like what? I was like, oh, I don't want to go through that again. If I just keep my head down, um, then I reckon we could stay in this box and watch the whole game. I just, I think I was terrified. I was really scared of embarrassing Oscar. And, um, you know, this was such a big deal for him. And Did I just, he speak to anyone? Did he go and speak to James's dad? Um, he didn't, but there were a couple of players that are injured at the moment and he got a photo with one of them and that kind Aww. of, he thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw um, that photo. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, he wow. oh, he was just he You're was absolutely good, cool buzzing. Mom. What a great memory! Like, yeah. I will remember this for the rest of my life. Yeah, that um, and also that he wanted. I mean, I'm sure the Chelsea game was the biggest draw card. You know, <laughs> like he would have put any embarrassing uh, situation with me aside. But you know, like to have spent that time yeah. with your son when he's seventeen. Yeah. Is just it's such a it's such a cool thing to do, and so that for me was was probably the biggest highlight. I would say so cool, mm. so cool. Okay, so that was a highlight of France. What other highlights were there? Well, not of France, but like of the trip. Of the trip. What did you um, What did you like about Paris? Oh yes, let's talk about that because um, I have decided that I am actually French. <laughs> so have you done one of those like insister things. No, no, but I should because yeah. I think it would make a lot of sense for me. <coughs> I love everything about Paris and the French. And um, More detail, please. Well, you know, we had this – we went to the Adidas store one day mm-hmm. and uh, we had a couple of hours before the bus was going to leave. So, Were uh, you like, excuse me, I'm sponsored? Um, <laughs> no, oh. no, no. Because we are. We, not we are. to their level, but yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Not through rugby, but through through, um, through Les Mills. Mills. But um, went to the Adidas store and uh, uh, sort of looking around and all of that. And then I bumped into one of the other wives and 
um, in front of the shoes. And I said, oh, you know, did you find anything? She said, yeah, I found some shoes. Just um, uh, the guy's going to go and get them back for me. But that was like 15 minutes ago. We were kind of chatting, uh, I would say, for probably 20 minutes. And I was like, has that guy come back with your shoes? And she's like, no, not yet. It's, t- it's taking ages. Anyway, so then I was like, well, listen, I'm going to look for some shoes. And then she followed up with another staff member and was kind of like, um, you know, there was a guy. He went to go and get shoes and stuff. And they were like, yeah, he went on a break. <laughs> She was just like, oh, my God, like, honestly, the service here is so bad. And I was thinking, I really feel like I belong here. I really do. I feel like that is something that I would do. I'd be like, do you know what? It's my brick. You can wait. I just like that. I was just, you know, and I remember saying to her at the time because, you know, she was shocked and I was like, like, I get it, sis, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, but I was like, it must be so nice though. Like imagine having the, having the kind of like freedom to not, to just take care of yourself in that way. And she was like, what? And and then I was kind of like, it looks like I'm on my own. Is that such a random thing? To say when I say, what do you like about France? I love the bad <laughs> service. <laughs> Honestly, I love the bad service. It just cracks me up so but much. But you know what, though? When we go to like a restaurant here in New Zealand, yep. if there's bad service, you walk out. Uh, Is that what's here? Yeah, but like. <laughs> but, it's, but it's different. They're just cool with it. Like, bad service in New Zealand is like. You know, like, it's like incompetence or, you know, they're trying to be nasty. Mm. Like, bad service in Paris is because they're too cool. Like, I admire that because they're chic and they look great. And I'm just like, I could live here. Long lunches. Hey, don't rush my food. I'm happy to sit here and drink wine for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that's and also wine at lunch. They do really well. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the thing they do really well. Is like the the every meal is like a um. Ow, I just hurt myself. <laughs> what is wrong with me? It's like a bit of an event, you know. Yeah. So like, there's no such thing as well in my from what I know, as like you know having lunch at your desk and stuff. There, I mean, how are talking today about this with my boss? Really? Yeah, we're just talking about, I don't know why, but I was just saying, because we always, when I go into the office, we always go for lunch, all of us together, and sit down, and we'll take, like, either half an hour or however long we need, depending on what meetings we've got on. That's so cool. Yeah, and I was like, you know, that's, like, quite the, and I, don't, I can't remember how it came up, but I was like, oh, you should be French, because um, I was like, you know, at my old job, pre-PT, so my old project management job, I, I ate at my desk every single day. Like, I just, but I was so, like, not that it was so much, like, a lot of people didn't, but I just felt like I couldn't stop because then I wouldn't, I, I would be, like, drowned, not drowning, but, like, I would be behind. You know How what I mean? How unhealthy is that? By yeah, comparison. but, like, I just couldn't. Like, I remember even, like, my management had come and stop, and I was like, man, I can't. Like, how, how are you stopping right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it was just really busy. But, yeah, but I was like, yeah, well, here we just kind of, we and the French do that. Like, for lunch, there's at least an hour at work, and you'll have, like, it's normal to have a wine at lunch, whereas in New Zealand that's kind of frowned upon to do that during work hours. Yeah, you that's know? true. You know, that's like, true. you wouldn't have a wine, but it's very normal to just grab a bottle for the for the table at lunch in, in work hours, like, mm. on your lunch break. You and it's I mean? shared. Yeah. So when... We were over there. I said to um, Greg, 
I can't believe Nat had to move here and go to Gisborne. And he's like, huh? And I was like, she had to leave here and go to, she had to go to Gisborne. And he's like, what's wrong with Gisborne? And I was like, oh, Greg. Um, so And so I thought about Nat a lot while I, I was away. Nothing new there. Um, but, and I was like, how did, like, how, like, how did she leave here? Like, how? Babes, I had no choice. We've done a whole podcast What do you miss about, like, actually living in France, about the culture? I feel so sad for you. <laughs> so I decided that we're all going to move back there. That's what She's I decided. made a plan. She's yep. like, what did you say? You said, you'll migrate. I said, you can migrate. Um, Greg... Uh, he'll get a job with a French team, and Essie and I will study. <laughs> just study? Just study French. Oh, yeah, study French. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. We'll, you just study French yeah, just yeah. to learn the language. Yeah. But do nothing else. Greg and I will provide for the families. <laughs> well, I think that studying French will take up a lot of time. Yep. So, you know, everyone does their bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what are you, like, oh, What did you like me. about the meals, though? Did you like that it took time and yes. that it was, yeah. Yes, and, and, you know, kind of you'd eat, like, a bit of salad and then, you know, the main. I just, oh, just. Yeah. And everyone's on the same page. Like, no one's rushing. Yeah. So it's all, oh, I just love it so yeah, much. Yeah, they just really take the time, mate. Yeah. And everything starts later yeah. and ends later. Like, you, you know, to have dinner at 9 p.m. is quite normal. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much in winter, but, you know, like it's quite normal to um, – and like I was saying today to my boss, this, this is how it came up, I think, is I was like, we should normalise sisters, not that they do that Absolutely. in France. Absolutely. Do they not? No, no. So in Spain, because I remember this vividly, everything shuts, and I think it's between three and four, mm. um, like all the shops, everything shuts because everyone goes and has a sister, has a nap. Yeah. How cool is that? Like, I was That's like, cool. we need to bring that to New Zealand. Like, can you imagine, like, everybody shut down and going to sleep? Like, how yep. just, I think I, like, not that I love napping, but I think I could get used to it. I, I think it's very Like, the cool. whole town just shuts down. Like, everything, like, yep, everything's down, shut, go, go, go to bed. <laughs> One of Greg's, well, Greg's kind of best friend uh, is a Kiwi, but he lives in Spain and has a Spanish wife. When they come and, when they came and stayed with us in Dublin and when they, you know, mm. come and visit New Zealand stuff, um, that is what they do. They nap in the afternoon and then they eat really late. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like a 10pm kind of dinner, but it's more sort of like... I think it's more kind of bread and cheese and stuff yeah. like that. But I was like, this napping in the afternoon thing, yeah. I like that. Yeah, so that I really love, um, but that's not French. What I do love about France, though, is you're right, like it's like a, a, such an, you know, such a long event thing. Like whenever we, whenever you have, um, like you go over to someone's house for dinner or whatever, you'll sit down with a glass of wine first and apéro, and apéro is kind of just like, um, it's just like um, it could be anything. Like it could be nuts, it could be cheese, mm. it could be um, grapes, it, just whatever, you know. Mm. And then you'll have your meal. So um, and we it might just start with just a, a salad and then the meat might come out and then the cheese might come out and then dessert mm. if you're having dessert. But that's kind of like normal French home. Like mm. that's not like a, a fancy home, mm. you know. Like that's just normal. Mm. Um and I remember, you see, um, this is not last time we went, but four years ago, we went to this barbecue with a family friend of mine, 
And Essie, like, no one spoke English, so Essie was, like, fully <laughs> on his own, poor guy, because I'm, like, busy talking to people. Yeah. And I, would, I just remember vividly, like, he was, like, it was so late, like, it was, like, 8 p.m., and he was so hungry, and there's apiho, right? So there's all, like, the nibbles and stuff, and he thinks this is dinner. <laughs> so he goes hard. <laughs> like, he goes hard. He's like, well, this is it. Like, I'm just going to oh. eat everything. And, like, because he can't speak English... I uh, speak French. You know, like, my family friends would be like, oh, do you want more? Like, have more, you know? Because, like, kind of like, what else do you talk about? Rather yeah. than like, hey, eat more. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> and then at, like, 9, 9.30 p.m., um, the, like, the, the, the guy is like, all right, let's start the barbecue. And he was like, what is he saying? And I was like, oh, I was just going to start um, cooking the barbecue. Do you want to help him? And he was like, what the fuck? What? I just have eaten so much. I'm so full. <laughs> I'm so full. And this barbecue happening. And I was like, yeah, yeah, go help him. And he's like, oh, man, oh, my God. So then he's like helping this guy trying to speak, like, you know, broken French, like, we, oui. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, then, and then they bring out, and then they bring out all the salads and stuff. And then there's the cheese afterwards. And then there's dessert. And at that point, it's like 10.30, yeah. But that's like, that. that's that's more of like a, you know, summer night barbecue yeah. with your mates. But it's just a really drawn-out process. Yeah. Yeah, so he learned, but then he didn't really learn because this time around we had lunch yep. with my best friend's family and it was like similar. It was like, not exactly like that, but it was similar. It was like, you know, salad-y stuff. And I knew there was going to be meat coming up, but it's just, it was just the salad. So he's like, oh, I have seconds and thirds because, God, this is it. And then they bring out like this whole, like, I think it was like this whole roast. And she was like, oh, no, I've done it again. Oh, no. <laughs> I've done it again. I've, I've overeaten. Oh. And then they always, whenever they're always like, "Do you want more? Have more?" Because he's, you know, he's much bigger yeah. than them, and yeah. he's. They always like have more, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm fine." And they're like, "What's his? What's his problem? He's massive. He needs more." What is the translation? What do you mean? Well, for what? What was it again? That kind of food that you start with? Apéro, apéritif. What is the translation? I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's Google it. Not I don't know what the direct. Right? I don't know yeah. what the direct. I should though because when I like, as Essie says, even at home, he's like, "Let's have a now. because <laughs> he like he this is like he loves the French culture. Oh, I love it. And so, if we think like that situation, yeah. so because I know Essie since you've come back, yeah, has a few things that he's kind of keeping up. <laughs> You know? Yeah, he does that though. Keeping up. Like the we French. go to Vietnam and then he's like, let's just eat Vietnamese for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yep. And we go to Thailand and just eat Thai for the rest of our lives. So, what has stayed <laughs> since your trip to France? Um, he's drinking wine, which he wasn't before. Like, he, he's not a huge drinker anyway since mm. his stroke. But he, like, whenever we go out, he'll have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. And I think while we were in France, he, he was even taking photos of all the wines we were having. I know. I was like, who? are you like normally you like whiskey and stuff but yeah he's drinking wine um and I think he's he's trying to like I think he wants to do like a um a course to actually understand like what is good wine and stuff mm. you know yep because they're so into their wine did you like the wine I mean the wine in New Zealand is quite good I think the wine in New Zealand is pretty good I mainly drank white wine yeah uh but that that's a little bit tricky because I would normally drink like you know kind of Pinot Gris or whatever, and mm. so I got into drinking Sunset, but yeah, yeah I d d wasn't too familiar. This is boring. Um, <laughs> yes, I drank. <laughs> Actually, I'm not fuzzy. I just I love wine. I don't like to cheat on it. I'm very loyal. Cheat on it with what? Like vodka? Anything else? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 
Um, but that's it, really. Like, the pain chocolat stuff, I think, um, he, you know, like how I took a photo and sent it to you on the day of, of the game, mm. um, that he was doing, oh, I mean, that's probably since the last time we went, like, four years ago, mm. and he has probably one pain chocolat every day now. <laughs> No joke, he does. That's, Even in the weekend, he's like, let's go get up on chocolate. And it's on the other side of town from our house. <laughs> oh, that's a nice. He loves a journey. Sounds very French. Well, he's Take just time. like, I, I need it. <laughs> so, <laughs> i got to have it. True or false? What? Uh, do most people start the day with a croissant and an espresso? Espresso, yes, but croissant, no. Really? Yeah. No. What would you start the day with? Uh, it depends. Um... It depends, like tachin, which will be like just um, bread and jam or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's quite common to just have, you know, like when you go to like the touristy place and like French breakfast mm-hmm. and it will be like bread and jam yep. and um, croissant and stuff. Mm. Um, that would be quite common. But like a lot of the time I feel like they don't really, they're not huge because you know how like the English are quite big on breakfast because they have like a cooked breakfast? Mm. The French aren't really like that. They just have a big lunch and a big um, dinner. More big, big lunch, lunch and big dinner. More big lunch than okay. dinner, I would say. But yeah, big, big lunch and dinner mm. and afternoon tea. Mm. But I think maybe because they're more like late risers, right, mm, mm. in general. Mm. Um, but it depends, like cereal, whatever. Like when I was there, I was a kid. Like I left when I was 13, so I had cereal and um, toast. Mm. Yeah. But no, like the croissants thing, nah, nah we don't okay. have really. Like you'd have on occasion. But yeah, but because like, I remember Essie being like, um, it's by croissants by every day. I was like, you do know like the French don't actually eat this. Like they do sometimes just as like maybe on the weekend or whatever, but it's not like a daily staple, mm. you know, like bread is, <clears throat> bread mm. every single day. Bread. <clears throat> yeah. So we taught, so I called Nat from from Paris. I don't remember what I was call, calling you about. Oh, it was after the final. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was after the final. And, and we were messaging and I was like, actually, I'm just going to give her a call and, um, and catch up. And um, But a lot of our conversation was actually about bread. And it was about how um, uh, I, I uh, remember you saying mm-hmm. that you don't have an issue with the bread yeah, in France, yeah. but you struggle with the kind of gluten thing in New Zealand. Yeah. And I was like, that's a new head. And but, but you, did you actually think that? I don't know. Did you actually think not that? Not really, not really. <laughs> because I think Greg kind of said the same, that when he when he's Yeah, because he's got issues with gluten in New Zealand too, doesn't he? He yeah. does, yep, he yeah. does. And, um, uh, but I, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you know, that's, that's cool. <laughs> oh, uh, man, you guys are crazy anyway. <laughs> but I had, I had this situation where I bought um, a sandwich from yeah. a, sa- a particular sandwich shop in Paris mm. before we flew to London. Yeah. Ate it, no problems. Yeah. In London, I bought same sandwich from same sandwich, you know, chain. Oh, really? Issues with my stomach. No so way. The, so it's the same company, the same sandwich, but the bread in France, different, obviously, than the bread that they use in the UK. And really? I wonder if it's like preservatives or something like that. Maybe, Yeah. Like, I remember researching this because I never had issues with gluten until I came to New Zealand. So mm. I do remember it was something to do with um, even the way they make it. But this is the same company, so it must be preservatives. Mm. The other thing I noticed as well is they don't, like, the French don't tend to um, put in a lot of sugar in stuff, you know, like in sauces and stuff. Like, I remember um, having, like, say, uh, 
tomato sauce in New Zealand and just finding it disgusting because it tastes so sweet mm. and mayonnaise, so sweet because mm. we'd have the same, um, well, I think the same, but without the sugar. Mm. And to me to have sugar in it was so weird. Oh. Like it just, like it doesn't fit. Yeah. Well, it sounds a lot healthier to not have all that sugar. I think so too, yeah. Yes. I mean, when you look around that, I feel like there's a lot less obesity. Absolutely. Well, in Paris, <clears> for sure. And all over France, really. Yeah. Not that there's none, definitely not none, but I think there's less. Do you know that um, the book uh, came out a number of years ago and it was uh, French Women Don't Get Fat? I think I've I've heard of it. That was the that was the whole kind of like selling point of of the book was sort of like that. There's not a lot of obesity in France. That but what was, what did they put it down to? Um, her kind of the author's sort of perspective because she had lived in France and lived in the States. Yeah, her thing was actually that. Um, uh, really embracing the pleasure of food and being yeah. very sort of, I guess in that way, it's some, it's kind of that the evolution of that is sort of mindful eating. But it, yeah. for her, it was about, you know, kind of fresh produce, you know, um, more sort of whole foods really, but really embracing the pleasure of food. Yeah. So instead of kind of going for, you know, the low-fat version and having all this guilt around the consumption of, you know, treats or whatever, mm. like, you know, have the chocolate and really... Really enjoy it. Really take pleasure in what you consume, which I actually think is pretty. It makes sense, though. You it know, does, like yeah. looking at that, these sort of long lunches and not rushing through things and stuff. Um, I think that's very cool. Yeah, I think the the culture around um, food is maybe, and this isn't. There's no research that I've done on this. This is just my experience. I feel like the culture is a little bit healthier, like the the um, relationship with food. Mm, interesting. I, yeah. I don't know if that's if that's true or not. I just feel like because of the fact that it's like let's sit down mm. and actually enjoy it mm. and, and choose good foods and stuff. Like you look at the supermarkets and they've got like a million cheeses that you can choose from. The supermarket next level. And even like the – Yeah, the I honestly call, spent like an hour and a half. And this, it's interesting <laughs> what I talk about when I call her from France, right? I'm like, let me tell you about the bread <laughs> and, the, and the supermarket. Like she's not actually French and she hasn't just been there. Um, and, yeah, I spent an hour and a half in the supermarket one day just looking just at looking. food. Yeah, but like Izzy was the same. Like oh. he'd be like, let's go to that supermarket. Let's go to this chain. Let's go to this one. Well, this one's a bit smaller. It's a bit like a full square. Let's check it out. Yeah. It, it just, yeah. it's f- fascinating. Just, they, the French love their food. And but also, I think that's a really good point. You mentioned the relationship with food. And I think we can become quite obsessed, um, you know, sort of, uh, I guess, outside of right, New Zealand, the States, Australia. Yeah. And food type and the yeah. food type being problematic and kind of ignoring actually that relationship with food and actually, you know, kind of how mindful are you when you're eating and how much kind of how present are you for that, not yeah. just let's take a product and remove the fat or remove the sugar or, you know, it's it's keto or it's low fat. Or I'd love to you know, know how many, um, what percentage of people are keto in, in France? France. I just feel like you... Um, you would really not thrive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's like, there's like bakeries every corner. Literally. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty 
producer just gave just gave us a five minute mark and out here and just just had the fright of her life. Oh, so I'm just so engrossed in the breeder. Yeah, I am. I am. My mouth is watering. Um, yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like I feel like, but then also it's I feel like it's just not part. Like it would just be like, why are you 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 don't eat bread? Like mm. you're disowned from my family if you don't eat bread. Are you yeah, even true. French? Yeah, you know? yeah. You might so, need to move. I, I will say though, like the the um, you know New Zealand and stuff. There's a big culture of fitness, like the gym and stuff is massive. In France, it's not. I think in Paris, it's going up, especially because um, like if say if we were to move or whatever, Essie would do much better in Paris than he would in in like small towns or whatever, because people would be like, gym? Why would you go to the gym? Mm. You know? So they like they don't. Um, there's not a huge culture around fitness. Like when I went to school there, I didn't I didn't play sports, and that's something that I loved about New Zealand. Like when I came to New Zealand, I was like, oh, wow, like you've got like so much sports, and it's so encouraged. And you finish really early in New Zealand. You finish at like what three or sometimes even two thirty, and yeah. then play sports after school. In France, you finish at like five or six p.m. And then you go. You've got so much homework. Like there's no. Yeah. Like the schooling is actually really strict. Mm. It's so strict because I remember Essie saying, um, "Yeah, when we have kids, they're going to go to France, and we're going to um, take them to school at, in France, which is I'm fine with." But I was like, "Be mindful that if we've got a kid that's like you, they will they will not thrive in that system because mm. it's that system is made for people like me. Mm. You know, like Studious. my brother. Yeah, my brother yeah. did not thrive. He would have done much better." in New Zealand where he can finish at 2.30 or whatever and then go play football, mm, you know? Mm. So, yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I, I, like, when I, like the, the, I think the culture with food is better, the relationship with food is better. It's not 100%. Like mm. I, my friends say comments like, oh, this is, they have that, there's like this saying that you say in France that's, Basically, it translates to that's fattening. So, like, that's going to make you fat to have that. But, like, that's kind of just the same. They say that for everything. Like, oh, that's fattening. Oh, that's fattening. And I, like, I, and then my best friend, like, was talking to me and being like, so, because, you know, because I'm in fitness. I was just like, so, like, what do you think? Like, do you think if I have, like, too much protein, like, is protein good? I have too much protein. Do you think I'll get too muscly? And I was like, oh, France hasn't caught up the maps. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. know, like they, they've lacked there, but they do the culture of food really well. But they've lacked in, in terms of like the knowledge and what is in your food and what is important. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, maybe that's a good is, thing. I know. I was just gonna say, like, like is do you need that... to know all of that and be too in your head about it and too obsessive yeah. about all of that, yeah. and therefore too vulnerable to kind of the mixed messaging that that comes yeah. with that as well. But I mean. Um, believing that you know, if you eat protein, you kind of just get well, muscle. Well, they just yeah, they just think that that's gonna, nice. that's like for muscle. Like that's just what muscly people <laughs> have. Yeah. You know, like just I was like, protein. I take I have protein powder in my smoothie, and she was like, whoa, <laughs> you what? <laughs> you buy a protein supplement? <laughs> but then, but she was intrigued. Like she was like, oh, like really? Like I could do that, even though I don't go to the gym. I was like, yes, you could, my a doctor. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, she's a Sorry, she's I a she's a doctor. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that's what I mean though. Like they'll have they'll know the the guidelines, like they'll know the government guidelines, but they won't understand like there's so much information. There's so many myths that tell you take this protein supplement so that you can be a bodybuilder. You know? Mm-mm. Yeah. 
Should we wrap it up because uh, you got a fright before? <laughs> oh, I, I did. Yeah, I did. I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna blame the jet lag. Mm, I think you. That's not the first time. Anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Jess. And join us on Instagram, please, at Babes Listen, because uh, we have great, great content on there. If I said so myself. Bye.